Thank you for joining me. I look forward to sharing the motivation and inspiration of success on today's episode with Just a Kiss. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to talk to inspirational people who have attended Ivy League schools, worked across the United States internationally, and have experienced some of the most successful positions, such as New York Stock Exchange broker, a former NFL athlete and Super Bowl champion, top sales executive for the sports arena, a former vice president of a college, a world traveler with multiple languages. All of my guests have wonderful experiences, sharing moments with mentors, inspiration that made them successful in today's society. I hope you enjoy today's podcast with Just a Kiss. When I was working on my master's degree, one of my projects connected to the dissertation was choosing a topic within education. My thesis was in connection to motivation and the motivation needed for success for a child. I put additional interest in the motivation shared within a child to a young adult who had fewer opportunities academically and or often was raised with social disadvantages when it came to the family, social class, and economic standing. Role models can come into a child's life in many ways to help the impression of their future and education. Those who assist in their lives can be educators, leaders in the community, mothers, fathers, other adults within the school, or just someone close to the family. At some point in time, the life has impacted the child. There are five qualities often that are shared with role models. The passion and ability to inspire, clear set values, a commitment to the community which the child is in, selflessness and acceptance of others, and the ability to overcome obstacles. I reviewed multiple studies, research journals and professional outlets of education, I put direct application towards student success and what increased a student's opportunity to become successful in their future with education or their decision-making towards choosing a career. The division found for students' needs compared to others was four main groups that were important to the child's success. The four essential aspects are parental motivation, academic understanding, and self-concept positive role models in social and life skills, and the ability to see a positive acceptance of themselves in the roles they seek. The research has found that the other who develop poor social skills, along with the loss of any of the essential facts, tend to have unsatisfactory family ties, especially when there was no attachment to the mother, with the positive effects by the display of empathy, openness, and understanding towards a student who lacked the social skills and academic understanding. How the positive role models or child caregiver had the utmost influence on their social competence. The style of childbearing and sibling also affected the attachment between the mother and the child and was a gauge of impact on the positive motivation that a child found intrinsically on their academic achievements. Studies shown that parents' mental support facilitated an increase in the academic motivation and achievements and qualitative studies found that many interview the students were shown steadfast consistency and a commitment to the importance of education by a parent facilitator as well as the ability to show self-expression 
in both nonverbal and verbal support for the child's educational aspect and the presence of the importance was frequent. The support was also found in faculty members and community mentors modeled in the student's life. There were four consistent themes made in similar situations of students. They believed in education, the mention of peace and quiet was common, parental influence was again huge, and the organization of plans to nurture and support the education and enforce the child's efforts to develop and provide support for their continued enforcement of the child's efforts developing with the ability to multitask and find satisfaction in the growth of education. The organization and plans not only nurtured and supported but enforced the child's efforts to develop and become higher achievers. Multiple studies reverted back to the importance of pointing out that age-related changes as significant changes that built along with the academic motivation was often shared between siblings and or parents' mental connection. Desi Woods-Jones made the statement, if you can see it, you can be it, which is one of the important reasons why I have invited the panelists to speak on the podcast today. Having them share with my listeners on the importance and opportunities to observe career and current people who are role models in their own right in prestigious careers was important for my listeners. One of the questions I asked the panelists was, who or what in their life influenced or was the motivation behind the decisions in their life that provided the ability to build their successful careers? My first guest, Aaron Lombard, a global business sports marketing and sales at Oakley, worked in baseball operations with Brewers and Astros, and attended two HBCUs, played baseball for Texas Southern University, and graduated from Xavier University of New Orleans. My second guest, Michael Boley, was a graduate from Southern Mississippi with a bachelor's degree in sports administration, played nine years in the NFL for the Falcons, Giants, and he won a Super Bowl in 2011. He also went back to school to the University of Miami, where he received his master's in business and works currently for Autism Speaks and has for the last 15 years. Corey Mims, a private equity investor with over 25 years of Wall Street finance experience, Corey focused on sourcing investment opportunities and implementing business growth strategies. He was a graduate of Howard University and earned an MBA from Harvard Business School, worked in London, and currently in New York City. Miriam Niako currently teaches for the Los Angeles School District. She taught worldwide in such places as Abdubai and Nigeria. Miriam has also a prestigious position outside the classroom during her travels, and she has graduated from the University of Jos, Nigeria. I have the utmost respect for Ms. Niako, as she has also worked with me as a colleague in LA, and she's inspirational to all of her students, as well as a positive mentor for her peers. She's not only a fantastic mentor, but a sweet and kind woman, and I look forward to a future interview with her, where we will talk about her most recent article she wrote that was published in an African journal on the topic, what does the Black History Month really mean for an African immigrant in the United States? Finally, my 
Last but not least guest, Mr. Robert Hill, a former vice president for student services for both Everett College in Washington and Glendale Community College in California. He is a graduate of the University of Laverne and USC and is an amazing inspirational story on what and who affected his decisions in life. Um, Tell us a brief story during your personal growth that influenced you to make decisions during your journey. Um, Like who or what influenced you with these decisions in your life's most significant achievements? He is in global business for sports marketing and sales at Oakley, worked in baseball operations with the Brewers and Astros. He attended two HBCUs, played baseball for Texas Southern University, and graduated from Xavier University of New Orleans. Hello. Got it, got it. Well, first I want to say thank you, Ms. Washington and Ms. Jen, for having us. This is a great panel. I'm pretty honored to be a part of this, and uh, this is definitely an amazing thing that you guys are doing. Um, Because in the spirit of Black History Month, I think representation uh, and imagery is super important. Um, I graduated many, many moons ago, way before these students, and a panel that looked like this didn't exist when I was in high school or grade school or what have you. So I think that this is this is amazing for people to see uh, images of, of people who look like them. So I, I applaud you guys for doing this. Um, so that's first and foremost. Um, as far as influences for me, I was very fortunate enough to have my dad and my mom in my life. I realized that's not everyone's situation, but I was blessed to have that. So my dad uh, played a huge role in my life as far as making education a priority. Um, I also played sports, but there was no sports without the education part, right? So it was, if you don't do homework, if you don't, if you don't do your work that you're supposed to do, then there will be no practice to attend. There will be no games to go to. Um, and so that is still something in me that, you know, allowed me to, you know, I was a kid like all of us here and and thought I knew everything at one point. Um, but it, it, um, it really instilled some things in me early on and how to prioritize, right? And it doesn't always come full circle in the moment. You know, it comes sometimes those things, those little nuggets that people leave for you, um, you know, help you later on in life and, and you figure it out later on in life. And, and that's how it happened for me. Um, so, you know, during the journey, those things, I mean, I can, I was fortunate enough to work. Um, actually, let me backtrack. My, my dad passed away when I was in college and, I transferred back home to Xavier University, and from there, um, there was a gentleman who was very influential in my life, uh, one of my professors, Dr. Chris Campbell, um, who taught at Xavier, and, you know, he helped me to uh, begin my journey professionally by doing, kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, I had a passion for sports, baseball specifically, and I ended up, he pushed me to intern with um, with a, a minor league team that was in New Orleans. And I can honestly say 25 years later, where I am now is a direct effect of that. So um, it is definitely um, uh, something that, uh, you know, having someone that believes in you, um, along my journey, making decisions, I always go back to a lot of the conversations, a lot of the things that my dad and I talked about. 
Um, but I also surrounded myself with a good group of people who we, we pushed one another. So um, that was pretty influential in, in me being where I am today. <laughs> He's a graduate from Southern Mississippi with a bachelor's degree in sports administration, played nine years in the NFL for the Falcons, Giants, Bengals, and won a Super Bowl with Giants. What year was that that you won that? 2011. And then after playing, he went back to school to the University of Miami, where he received his master's in business and working 15 years with Autism Speaks. That's amazing that you take the time and do that as well. Hello, everyone. Uh, like Aaron said, for, uh, thanks, thanks for having me on. Yes. Um, like you said, back when I was young, seeing a panel like this or even being able, obviously being able to do something like this was just unheard of. Um, I grew up in a very country part of Alabama, so um, I didn't I didn't really get much black history teaching <laughs> um, out at school. Just a lot of it was due to the area that I was in, so... Um, ironically, my parents had a black history board game that we used to play at home as kids. So uh, that was pretty big growing up. But um, I'd say the, the two people for me that helped influence me was my mom and my brother. Um, my mom was a person who always kind of kept me grounded, kind of made sure, um, you know, tours were done around the house, schoolwork was done before anything. Uh, and she always pushed that on me. And my brother kind of, he kind of influenced me as far as my sports journey. You know, we always played together in the yard growing up. Um, my brother started playing, he's a year older than me, so he started playing football before I did. And although I did love the game, he was the reason I started playing. You know, it's kind of like, you know, my big brother's doing it, I got to do it too. And so throughout my journey, um, with my mom keeping me grounded and then me having you know, that influenced my brother to play football. That was kind of what propelled me to do that. And then, um, like you mentioned, I got my I got my undergrad uh, at Southern Miss, uh, went on to play football. And when I got finished, for me, sat down and had a conversation with my mom and just like, all right, I'm, I'm done I'm done doing what I've done for most of my life. What's next? So we sat down having a conversation. It's just like, why not go back to school? So boom, there it was when got my MBA and um, you know, rest history. Uh, like you said, I, um, I don't know if you've probably seen. Uh, I've done work with Autism Speaks. My oldest son, who's twenty, that's probably who you've seen walking behind me in the back back here. So uh, I have two kids with autism. So that's kind of what has propelled me to have been working with them over the last 15 years, 15 plus years. Oh, wow. Corey is a private equity investor with over 25 years of Wall Street finance experience. He's focused on sourcing investment opportunities, implementing business growth strategies. So um, graduate of Howard University and earned an MBA with from Harvard Business School. Hello, all. Nice to be here. So uh, nice, to, nice to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. And um, I think, you know, we talk about influences, especially early influence. Um, you know, I'm going to echo some of the sentiments of Aaron and uh, and Michael in terms of the parental influence. Uh, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, and, and both my parents were uh, teachers in Dayton, Ohio. Um, yeah, relatively small town, uh, but both my parents were teachers, and they also were coaches. My mom coached volleyball, and my dad coached uh, soccer uh, and track. 
and um, this huge influence on education and sports in, in my household, right? And so just in terms of education, it wasn't just about getting good grades, but it was about driving, I would just call it intellectual curiosity, always thinking about how to expand your mind, learning for learning's sake, right? Learning because you love to learn. Um, so a lot of lessons to be learned there. And then just from a sports aspect, it was you know really driving discipline, um, sort of focus on, on body and health and how that impacts the mind, uh, teamwork and how you know working with teamwork and discipline you know pushes you towards achieving a goal. And you can apply almost everything you learn in sports to activities in daily life, whether it's just working with your family or working at a job or what have you. Um, and so I, I uh, Tracy mentioned I went to Howard University for undergrad. I uh, you know went to college on a soccer scholarship. Got a really good team. Played in the national championship game in 1988. So it seems like many, many well, not seems like it was many, many years ago. <laughs> so uh, it was a long, long, long time ago. Um, but I think that just has had a huge impact on you know you know me and, and my career and driving me to be successful just from that 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 sort of home upbringing um and then you know outside of that in terms of just sort of professional influence um there's a guy by the name of reginald lewis who you know some of you may have heard of but you know reginald lewis was a a black entrepreneur he was kind of one of the first people to do uh you know, Wall Street investing, private equity investing, and leveraged buyouts, which has been my you know industry, especially for the last 25 years. And you know, Reginald Lewis wrote a book many years ago called "Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun." And first of all, I just thought that title was absolutely hilarious. Um, but you know, in it, he talked about just being. Seeing, seeing what was going on in Wall Street um, and, and the success that people were having, not just in the amount of money that was being made, but just in terms of the types of influence that they were having on society and business as Wall Street financiers that ended up uh, at the time when he bought a company called TLC Beatrice. It was the largest black-owned, black-managed business in the country, um, and it was the first black-owned, black-managed business to be worth more than a, than a billion dollars. And so reading that book, seeing what he did um, coming from an HBCU at Virginia State and going to Harvard Law School uh, was a, a real significant influence on me and seeing that someone that looked like me could actually do things at the highest level of finance. Wow. Right straight out amazing. of Howard to uh, New York and then to London, then back to New York. That's, that is amazing. Miss Miriam Nyako. Just say this University of Joss, but I also did a few things here in Cal State LA and UCLA. Okay, okay. So, but she, you also worked in places as Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, and Nigeria. So she has a wide range of experiences all over the world. So, and we're so lucky to have you here today. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. I'm Thank glad you. to be here, Miriam, and um. Um, obviously, Tracy already put it there. I'm a teacher by profession. Um, I've taught in Los Angeles for many years, um, you know, in the classroom and also been an educator outside the classroom in things like curriculum and other things. Um, 
but I don't want to waste too much time on that. Um, what I really want to talk about is, you know, some of my influences. I did work in Abu Dhabi for two years, teaching, you know, kids who don't, you know, desert kids, um, learning to speak English as well as a proper school. Um, I also taught in rural areas of Nigeria because I'm originally from Nigeria. So um, what I want to talk about is <laughs> is my immigrant story um, coming from Africa in 2005 and just, um, you know, going into the school system in Los Angeles. I did not know much about the system, um, especially about Black history, which I thought... Um, is really tragic being from Africa and not understanding the black experience in America um, was really tragic for me. And one thing that influenced me um, was just the amazing um, environment. I found myself teaching in inner city, Los Angeles, the kids, the teachers, um, and just getting to know them. And I found out how I don't know if I should say how ignorant I was about the struggles and what everyone had gone through or was going through. So meeting some very amazing, you know, really amazing people um, at the school and the students teaching a lot of black students that I, you know, made a lot of good connections with, got to know them, got to know their families. And that prompted me to just look into the history, read a lot of books um, so that I don't look, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, you know what I mean, just disconnected from everything. So I would say that um, that has really put me in the community, made me want to join so many organizations, participate, put my voice out there, and, and just be proactive and um, a participating member of my community. So I would say it again, the students and the school, uh, just being a teacher has just changed my perspective and influenced me to who I have become. Mr. Robert Hill, he's a former vice president for student services for Everett College in Washington. And most of your time was done in California, though, right, with the Glendale Community College. And he was a graduate from the University of Laverne and USC. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Robert Hill. How are you doing? Thank you, Tracy, for this opportunity. Thank you. Uh, for coming. Before, before I get started, I want to give a shout out to just and, and hearing uh, uh, Miriam's, I think it's Miriam, did I say it right? Yes. Right, right. Miriam. You know, hearing the intersectionality between the motherland of Africa and talking about black history, we, we it, it reminds me, I can't speak for everybody else, as, as well versed as I may be, I can't speak for all black folk, <laughs> but I can speak for myself. And I think sometimes we miss out on what we are considering black history because we, we keep it segmented to the history of in America, our, our experience here. But I, I, I think we're, we'd be remiss if we don't speak to our journey from Africa right. to the shores of colonized America. That's a whole history lesson I don't want to get into, but I think it's, I just want to say thank you for bringing that and Africa to the limelight of our history, our overall history. Um, with that said, I also want to give a shout out to all the pioneers, the soldiers, and all the you know shoulders that we stand upon. Because I, I'm not here, and the brothers and sisters that I'm here with, I don't think we can even have this conversation, such a diverse uh, group of panelists, if it weren't for the sacrifice, the blood, the sweat, 
of others that came. And it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I really, you know, in, in this month, I always reflect on some of the soldiers, you know, you know, from many different, you know, value systems. We're not all alike. We're not monolithic. And I want to give a shout out to all of them because they make us better. You know, we may not agree with all, all the politics, but they have made us better. And we still have ways to go. And lastly, I want to say to you, to one, the wonderful people that I'm, I'm here with, I, I just, I'm amazed. I'm just so proud of each and every one of you and some of the things you're doing. And it's like, you know, I try to contribute in my own way, but I'm just thankful to be a part of this panel today. So Aww. Tracy, your team, your school, thank you for this opportunity. This is wonderful. Students in the house, thank you. <laughs> thank you for showing up because at the end of the day, we are still trying to, uh, you know, share things and share our knowledge with y'all so that you can pass that on to other generations and keep this uh, keep this going. Um, I want to just say a little bit about my influences. I was very blessed to be from a, a black, you know, superstar family as far as I'm concerned. My dad was phenomenal. He's a graduate of Penn State University, 1950, oh God, I don't remember, somewhere in the 50s. I think it was 58, 1958. He's no longer here. Um, he was an engineer uh, at Penn State University, went into United States Marine Corps, URA, uh, served, served 25 years in the military. Uh, he was a hero, veteran. He's interned at Arlington. And, uh, you know, he's one, one of my best friends. Uh, you know, we lost him a few years ago, but one of the greatest things that, that he ever taught me, long before Tiger Woods, we always would play golf together. And he knew uh, Tiger's dad from the military. So it was interesting, that, that history that, uh, that we shared. Um, as far as my mother, my mother, and if you guys are familiar with uh, the Southern California area, I, did, I was raised in Southern California. And I was raised in this place called uh, Orange County, next to Los Angeles County. I was down with more LA County than I was Orange County. Orange County was a little bit filtered, if to say the least. And I, when I would say filtered, I'm, I'm saying that very nicely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if anybody knows where Disneyland is, we were right about you know a couple blocks from there. Uh, and and because of the military, and because my mother came out there in the '60s, uh, early '60s, um, my mother and dad met there, and my mother. And that place at Disneyland and all the cities surrounding, she was the first black teacher in all of Orange County oh. for the K-12 system. And so she has been historically uh, a, a civil rights person. Mm. And, and yeah. I, I have a lot, of, a lot of her in me. So she was a lot of my, in my influence. And she was strong. She was smart. She was beautiful. Um, she's no longer here, but she's here with me in my spirit. And what I want to say is, it's one thing to be your first, the first, but it's also another thing to be a soldier, to be outspoken when you're not supposed to be outspoken. Women are not supposed to be outspoken. Women are not, you know, you know, seen and not heard, right? Especially a black woman, okay? But she was heard and she was bilingual because she had Puerto Rican and Latin roots. Um, that's a whole nother story. You know, I don't have time to go into that. But because of what she did in the classroom and more importantly, what she did outside the classroom, Students of all colors, students of all colors loved her. And I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up saying I wanted to go into education. I didn't grow up saying I wanted to be a vice president or a president of a college. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. But I wanted to be a hero. I asked the panelists what advice they have for our students today. And they had some 
very compelling values and advice to share. There you go. Um, you know, I, at this at this point in your lives as students, you know, you, you're hearing a lot of stuff about listening to your parents and all that and a lot of cliche stuff. And, and that's all true. Like I said earlier, that will come later in life. Those life lessons will come back. But um, I think one of the most important things that you can do right now is learn how to be consistent. Um, learn how to surround yourself with people who want to see you win, whether it's making a team, whether it's doing good on a test, whether it's getting getting the new PS5, whatever the case may be, <laughs> you want to surround yourself with a group of people that want to see you succeed because that will feed off, you know, you guys will feed off of one another. Um, I can I can honestly say that um, during my journey, in my, you know, there's a, there's a circle of friends that I have that I've had since I was 12 or 13 years old, and we've pushed one another at every step of the way, right? So now you guys are in your formative years where you can, you can find that circle, right? Friends are going to come and go sometimes, but find someone who, who makes you better. Um, and also take pride in being a good friend. That's something that I've always done uh, or try to do at least. Um, you know, you can't ask something of someone that you're not going to do yourself. So take pride in being a good friend. And those are a few things that at this stage in your life, you know, you get a lot of stuff thrown at you right now. But those are some simple things um, th that you can do. Uh, like I said, finding your your group um, and then just being a consistent, being consistent in life. Do what you say you're going to do. Um, and then the opportunities, you know, you can create your own opportunities. They'll be endless, hopefully, uh, at this point. So. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. That right? Absolutely, absolutely. We we all need a push. We we all need a push. And, and my lastly, my my journey from working in in minor league baseball with the Milwaukee Brewers and Houston Astros, and then eventually um, pit stop in between there, and then getting back with Oakley. I'm, I've been with Oakley 13 years now, um, and able to translate my passion for sports into the corporate world. Um, it wouldn't have happened without other people. I don't think, I mean, I think it's fair to say everyone on this panel had some help, you know, and I, I really love the fact that everyone mentioned that they were uh, had their parents as a part of their lives. Again, I know that's not everyone's situation. So if it's not, find somebody who is a father figure, who is um, a mentor or what have you, and latch on to that person and, and just, you know, bombard them with questions and, and, and conversations and find somebody who's willing to listen and willing to help you out. So uh, it doesn't happen alone, and we all need people. Don't be too afraid to ask for help, ever, ever. Always ask, surround yourself with people that know a little bit more than you. That's been my, my strategy along the way. <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to be in a foxhole with people who don't know the exact thing, same things I know because, you know, if we all know the same things, then that means we don't know the same things too. So yeah. thank you for having me again. It's been awesome. Thank you, Aaron. All right, Mr. Bowling, can you let us know advice you have for our students today? Um, advice that I would give would be, well, a couple things. For me, uh, what how I feel is advice would be, if you're going to do something, be good at it. You know, it doesn't, you know, we, we often, oftentimes, you know, especially for me growing up, you know, I would do things and I would do it just because I had to. So, just because you have to do something don't mean you don't have to be great at it. Be great at everything you do. 
And the other thing that I would say would be is to don't be afraid of change. Like throughout your life from the time you're, you know, even from your younger, throughout the rest of your life, things are going to change and you can't not expect those things to happen. So if something changed, you have to attack it full speed and do it to the best of your ability. Change is inevitable. So you just got to flow with it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Mims, I think you're next. What advice do you have for our students today? A couple of things, right? I think number one is is just confidence and how important confidence in yourself uh, is to have, right? Um, and, and, and confidence isn't being boastful or braggadocious or anything of that nature, just, just sort of self-strength, right? One of those things that confidence brings you is confidence to ask for help and confidence to be willing to accept help. You know, Aaron mentioned it, no one does this alone. Um, I, you know, I, I had the privilege of uh, working for or underneath, you know, a, uh, a black woman at Solomon Brothers, which is a Walt, was Wall Street Investment Bank, which is now morphed into Citigroup now. But she was the first black vice president at Solomon Brothers and ultimately became the first black uh, woman uh, managing director at Solomon Brothers. But when I started working there, she put me in a position to uh, work on things that were high profile within the firm. High profile meaning they got seen by top level senior management. Um, now I had to perform, right? But without her help, I would never have been assigned to those things and, and, and been able to sort of have that. So just having that confidence that you can perform when you get those opportunities and having the confidence to accept, uh, you know, help when, when, when you need it. Uh, but confidence also means confidence to fail, uh, confidence to explore, confidence to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. Um, all those things will prepare you for uh, success in the future. Um, and then, you know, the second thing is, is hard work. Right? I know it goes without saying, but there is no substitute for hard work, and hard work starts now. Like hard work starts yesterday. For you know, I think we're at sixth to twelfth graders on this world call. So like sixth graders and, and eighth graders, like you don't say, well, I'm going to start working hard in ninth grade, right? And in twelfth graders, you don't say, I'm going to start working hard after I graduate from high school. The hard work starts now. Uh, it, it starts to develop habits, and those habits turn into characteristics, and those characteristics are going to put you in a position to succeed. So, um, you know, put in the work and the sweat early and often. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> well, um, I'm in the midst of this amazing people. Um, I'm honored to be here, and they've said so much of what is what goes without saying. One thing, though, that I would tell um, the students, 6 through 12, is that um, I have met kids your age in other communities, in the United Arab Emirates, in Africa, here in the United States. And one thing I know for sure is that kids are all the same regardless of their background. And if you know that um, you go you you all have the same type of problems type of struggles um one thing i've learned is that whatever it is you're going through it will pass and don't let it get in the way of what your goals are we all have goals we all have things we want to achieve 
And I want you to know that whatever, you know, you're going through an age that is, you know, difficult, you know, changes happen and stress and all that, always ask for help. You have amazing teachers and hopefully, you know, your community, your family, don't ever go through anything alone. Always ask for help. It sounds simple, but please do take my advice and <laughs> you, it will take you far. Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. Um, I think everybody's given you great advice. A couple things that I would say. One, be inspired. Find something that inspires you. You know, I know we're talking about education, but in life, that you're going through life right now, and you're going to go through so many different things. I think we're talking from sixth through twelfth graders. There's going to be so many things, and, and some of you guys are missing out because of the pandemic and being locked in and, and so forth. I, I really, my heart goes out to the seniors, but it seems like you've got a great team of people that are trying to make your, your experience wonderful. It's different, it's, you know. You, know, you got to embrace, you know, the curves. So you got to embrace you know, the changes. Uh, be inspired. Um, define your success not based upon us. You know, define your own personal success. And I think when you're successful, what what makes you happy? And I'm, I'm thinking about it from a career perspective. But if I were to do a study or talk to students, what is going to make you happy? Write it down. What do you want? What do you want? Love? You want you know you want a family? whatever the case may be how do you how do you how do you get that how do you maintain happiness because all those things that other people are talking about hard work discipline all those things that comes into to play but you need to define your own personal success and you need to define your happiness i think we're successful if you have personal success and you live a very happy life what is the american dream and we're talking about black history and we're talking about the united states of america what is that ideal dream for you? Okay, I'm still figuring that out. I'm 54 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm still figuring that out. So I think it's more important for me to be happy. You know, I got grandchildren now. It makes me happy to be around my grandchildren. I thought it would be, you know, being busy and doing all these different things. It's, 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 it's you know, seeing my grandson or hearing my grandson say, say Papa. That, that makes me happy. So I want you to look at the things that make you happy and try to align what you want to do in life to co correlate to what makes you happy and you'll be successful thank you thank you thank you guys for all of your wonderful answers and advice choosing a major and career can be a difficult decision furthermore finding motivation to complete a college education more than a challenge itself but to be successful in your field is additional aspect to work towards. Having that clear picture to reach your future goals and career is one aspect and it is difficult one to imagine, let alone add the invested student who is undecided on their major. Searching for the educational platform with personal needs for student inspiration to do their best in school. Having an unsuccessful career can dampen a student's spirits and loosen any fundamental pieces that can affect a student from dropping out of school and or having second thoughts. If a student has unclear or indefinite career goals, the chances are high that a student can drop out of college and stop chasing the career based on mixed information, complex factors that go into career choosing, and many complex factors go into the career choice. 
such as hereditary, the inherent genes that your parents' role may play in shaping who you are. Intelligence. Every person has a unique mixture of talent and skills, and to work on developing those skills is another part of experience that can either build up the self-confidence or bring it down and cause doubt in their abilities. The environment where you have been raised. In the environment where you are raised and the careers that you observe in your environment, maybe your father was a doctor. If there is a doubt about your abilities, your environment where you were raised and your careers that you observe can cause friction. You have familiarity in medicine and your parents may encourage you to choose that particular career so your environment has an effect. Social roles. Maybe you experience is that men are engineers or women are teachers because your father was an engineer and your mother was a teacher. But don't limit yourself to these traditional roles. Maybe think the opposite, that the women in your family fight for their acceptance and respect in careers that have previously held males in the social role. It's important to think about the traditional roles and don't limit yourself. Learning what you have learned will play a part in your establishment of your new habits, your learning style, and knowing how you like to learn can help you be successful in college as well as what you have learned will play a part in your career decision. So you may need to learn new behaviors and establish new habits. Relationships. Sometimes you choose a career based off the relationships. For example, you might choose a career that gives you more time to spend with your family or with people who are important to you. Stress. The ability to cope with stress places a part in creating your choice in careers. So some enjoy challenges, others like the peace of mind of good health and increased career options and enjoyment of life. Personality. Your personality is a major factor influencing which creates what you value and what value determines which career you will find more satisfying by the culture and the culture of the influence of which it creates with your personality. Value and traditions also guide career choices and your career choice interest, if it's culture of the culture, has an influence in which creates your value and traditions also guides career decisions. Beliefs. Your beliefs about yourself and the world determine your behavior and your career choice. Interests. If you choose a career that matched your interest, you can find satisfaction in your career. So how can you choose the major that is best for you? So how can you choose the major that is best for you? The best way is to first understand yourself. Become aware of your personality traits, learning styles, interests, preferred lifestyle, values, gifts, and talents for your personal characteristics. Some questions to think about to help you understand yourself. What is your personality type? What is your learning style? What are my attitudes? What is my aptitude? What are my interests? What kind of lifestyle do I prefer? What are my values? What career shows my personality, my learning type, my aptitude, my lifestyle and values? How can I plan my education and make the plan clear? What is the profession I seek? How do I think and decide from my ideal measuring career on the way I feel about myself 
and decide on the major? How does it match with my interest? Does it help me live my life, support my lifestyle, interests, aptitude, values, and keep me motivated? How do you stay motivated and think positively towards the future and take the necessary steps to accomplish your goal? These are the important aspects to help accomplish your goals towards beginning your studies to ask yourself these questions. Improve your concentration and motivation for studying by managing your external and internal needs. What is interesting to you in improving your engagement and motivation for learning by managing your external and internal distractions? You can be motivated by these factors and making them your intrinsic or extrinsic motivational factors. You can also become aware of your locus of control, so where you place a responsibility for management of your life. If you are in control, you are more likely to be motivated to succeed. The aspect may be to join a club, organization, or like many of the panelists, they were heavily involved on an athletic team. The affiliation in itself is motivation and involves taking part in school or work activities that increases your motivation to stay in school. The achievements in competition are more than an aspect of motivation. It can bring reason to establish desirable behaviors of other positive aspects in life. The achievements in competition are more than an aspect of motivation. It can bring reason to establish desirable behaviors of other positive aspects in life. Competition is likely motivating to students' desirable behaviors to think positively about the future and assist in staying motivated and optimistic when they find like-minded people to help keep motivation and find intrinsic value within themselves. Personal meaning with inherent value is the most crucial aspect while extrinsic motivation is a temporary achievement of satisfaction and not as meaningful as intrinsic. However, success is a habit. So to establish habits by taking small actions each day to repetition, individuals' actions become habits. So you want to constantly be increasing your habits each day. Soon you'll have patterns of behavior that follow suit and help bring a person to a successful action to change a habit into behaviors and into a personality type. Whatever it is that habit of change, the small changes will help manifest your future as you take one battle at a time. Be aware of what you need to do to stay focused, be persistent because persistence is the key to success. There's an old saying that persistence will get you almost anything eventually. This thing applies to success in college, your career, and choices in your life. The first two to six weeks of any new habit is a critical time, and this persistence, whatever it is that you want to achieve, will help you reach your goals and be the motivation you need to exceed to being the motivation by reaching back and pulling someone else up with you, being the leader of change and motivation for the younger generation. Thank you for joining me with Just a Kiss, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode.